Hello from ABA Tech Show 2018 in Chicago, Illinois. I'm Christopher Anderson, and I'm with Michael Spector. And we're on the road with Legal Talk Network. And we're back. Thank you so much for joining us on the road in the Windy City. Today, we're talking about on-demand and staffing for solo and small law firms. First of all, I'd like to welcome Michael Spector. And just uh, would you please tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? How are you doing today, Chris? Good. Uh, I am a solo practitioner uh, in Washington, D.C., where I specialize in federal employment law, representing federal employees who get in trouble or Mm -hmm. have uh, personnel issues. Uh, I've been doing that for um, over 30 years now. And um, I also am an adjunct professor of law at the University of Baltimore Law School and at American University Washington College of Law, where I teach a course in law practice management. Okay. And that's how I became interested in on-demand staffing. Fantastic. Well, so that that is what we want to talk about here today. You gave a presentation here at ABA. Actually, you're giving a presentation In about a half an hour, yes. Yeah, at ABA Tech Show. What's the presentation going to be about? On-demand staffing and, and for small, solo and small firms and how that can be used today, how it's evolving, and um, what's involved in either hiring someone uh, for on-demand staffing or also if you are a lawyer and you're thinking about you know, dipping, uh, dipping into the pool and trying to work part-time for somebody else yourself. Okay, yeah, and it's on-demand staffing is something that's really becoming, I mean, it's been around for a while. I think uh, you've noted that uh, bar associations have made opinions on it as far back as uh, a while ago, right? The first ABA um, opinion came out in 1988. Yeah. So it's been around for a while. However, like everything else in the legal field, I think we're going under uh, undergoing a drastic change now, and I think we're kind of on the cutting edge of what might actually be the next big thing. Yeah, well, I certainly can tell you, I mean, I've seen here at Tech Show for the first time multiple vendors that are uh, in the entering, brand new vendors entering into the space um, and providing unique solutions for uh, on-demand staffing. Uh, so there seems to be something about it. Um, what, are, what would you say were the, would be the key takeaways that you're hoping people get out of your talk? Well, uh, first of all, you have to realize, I think, that the American economy or the worldwide economy is actually changing quite a bit. There was a poll that came out recently in January, an NPR Marist poll, that said that one in five individuals in the workforce were contract employees. In 10 years, that's going to be 50%. So it's going from 20% to 50% in the next 10 years. Yes, and I mean, law firms are not immune to that, and that's what's happening. Right now, the graduation rates from law school, out of the people that graduate, um, in 2012, when the latest figures came out, 64% um, had full-time employment when they got out of law school. Which means 36% did not, right? 36% did not. Now, there's some indication that that's risen quite a bit in the the new economy. Yet even in this great economy with the lowest unemployment in 17 years, almost 21% of grads today are either in short-term employment, part-time employment, non-professional employment, or are unemployed. And I think that is a great market that can be tapped. There's a lot of talent out there that can be used. Just, just so I'm, I'm clear, employment. is that when you say graduates, you're talking about graduates from law school? Absolutely. Wow, that's, uh, that's what do those all add up to? That was uh, quite a few. 20% approximately yeah. are in those categories where they're working not full-time, not for a firm. Right. So, yeah, that's a huge pool of people that could 
um, take advantage of, of the availability of work that is being offered on a contract basis. But so let's talk a little bit about uh, what it does for law firms. Like why is the availability of on-demand, I think is the word you're using, or contract law in the way that it's being introduced valuable to law firms? Well, I think there are basically seven major reasons. First thing is, if you have a small law firm, it can expand your horizons. Let's say you have a, a client that you've been representing for a long time. They come to you with a problem that hopefully isn't too complicated. I mean, you're not going to want to, if you're doing family law and someone comes to you with a mergers and acquisitions problem, I don't think that would be a wise decision right. to hire a contract lawyer to do that. You're opening yourself up for liability. However, if it's a problem that you think you can address with a contract employee, it'll help to expand your firm's horizons. Secondly, it evens the playing field. If you're a small well, let firm- me, I'm sorry, let me just uh, keep us on the first one real quick. So it's expanding your horizons, but I know one of the questions the listeners are gonna be interested in is the relationship remains between you, not the contract lawyer, and the client, correct? That's correct, and in fact, you are responsible for the work product that you put out. As the, the owner of the law firm, as the lawyer, you're always responsible. Yeah, so it, it, I mean, that does mean, like, I think I, just to drive the point home that you said about not taking the uh, case that was way outside their expertise, um, you have to still have the capacity to review the work. Absolutely. Yeah. So that makes sense. Sorry, I interrupted, but I just wanted to... I think no, that was that's an important point that yeah. I think we need to make clear. Yeah, and so then you were saying it uh, also could help to even the playing field. What do you mean by that? It evens the playing field. I remember when I was practicing uh, years ago, and uh, it was very, very hard to get online legal research. It was very expensive for a small firm. Um, then CDs came out. Right. And CDs from West or whoever, that evened the playing field a bit because you could then do the research. You didn't have to run down to the library for everything. Today, we have the same thing happening with contract legal help. You run into a pinch, you can get somebody that's an expert in a certain area to come in, help you out with your case, help you out with litigation, preparation, um, actually even help you to make court appearances if you need it. And I think that makes you more competitive with the bigger firms. Yeah, I mean, that kind of begs a question though, because I think when most lawyers today, at least, think about contract lawyers, they're thinking about document review, they're thinking about low skill, uh, low experience lawyers. But I think what you're saying is that uh, the space is opening up and you're actually able to hire high skill, high expertise uh, into contract roles. Yes, that's true. But as you know, document review was the bread and butter of contract lawyers for a long yeah. time. However, artificial intelligence, as it's growing and as it's evolving, is definitely taking away from that segment of the market. Sure. Yeah. But so, but, but you're also saying that entering into this contract law market are high skilled people very high-skilled people and very talented people. In fact, I went around to one of the vendors here uh, and noted that they, uh, they had individuals from Ivy League schools who happened to be just, you know, available at the time to do contract work. Either they decided to be a stay-at-home parent yeah. or they decided to slow down a little bit or this is more appealing to them. Yeah, it's giving, it's giving some lawyers more options uh, in order to still uh, get, you know, good income and do uh, high-quality work. So we talked about uh, expanding horizons, being able to do stuff that's off-center from what you might normally do, and also even the, the playing field, even hiring more experience than you might have. Uh, what else, what other advantages would law firms have? Well, you're gonna be able to get better results on work that you already have. Rather than branching out, if you're doing a certain number of, let's say, family law cases mm -hmm. or personal injury cases, you're gonna be able to spend a little bit more time with a contract lawyer on you know, making sure that the forms are absolutely perfect, making sure that your discovery is done correctly, 
it's going to help out quite a bit. So you're actually doing a better job on the work you've already got, improving the quality of work, which seem to be uh, really great advantages to using the contract work. What about, I know you were talking about a little bit about also gaining time, maybe delegating down some tasks to give the owner or the law, the lawyer more time to do things that are valuable for the business. Absolutely. As we know now, a law is a business. And if you're not out there marketing, networking, uh, doing what you need to do to be a rainmaker, your flow of business is going to just dry up. So what you need to do is have some time to do that. Having a contract employee to do maybe some of the more mundane day-to-day tasks uh, in your firm will free up your valuable time for marketing and rainmaking, which yeah. is really important. Yeah, because at the end of the day, you know, the contract labor can certainly solve the, uh, I've got too much work to do, but if you uh, don't pay attention to keeping that work coming in, it won't solve the, I've got too little work to do. Um, and uh, freeing up the time and allowing, allowing uh, the contract worker to do some of the work in the firm so you can rainmake, I think, makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah, those of us in, in small firms and solo firms know all too well the feast and famine syndrome. You know, either you're too busy or there's not enough work. Yeah. And what you need to do is try to keep that pipeline fairly constant and flowing. And that's one of the ways that you can do it by having contract employees. I know one thing that uh, solo and small firm lawyers struggle with because they don't have that much experience with it is uh, delegation. Like how to delegate, how to actually use an associate, how to use someone to help them get the work done. How can contract lawyers help them to gain experience doing this and do a better job? Well, I think first of all, practice makes perfect. So if you have somebody coming in, you know you're paying them on either a job per job basis or an hourly basis, depending on which models you are, are embracing, you know, you're gonna learn pretty quickly when you're paying for this, what this person does well, what you can use contract employees for that works for you, and what doesn't work for you. Yeah, I think it's gonna be great learning, and that way when it's time to hire that full-time associate, you've got experience delegating and, and figuring out how you work well with others. Right? That can yeah, be very and valuable. And sometimes, to go to the, the next category, actually, sometimes hiring a contract employee can be a dress rehearsal to see if that person is good enough or a, a good enough fit for you to be a, a, a permanent employee in your firm, if that's yeah. what you want to do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, before we end uh, the uh, On the Road episode, what I do want to do is give listeners, I know there's, you said there were seven points, we've only gotten to six in the time <laughs> we've got, but uh, give them an opportunity to reach out to you and learn more. How can people uh, follow up with you? You can get me on Twitter at spectorlaw.com. How do you spell that? S-P-E-K. T-E-R-L-A-W. Um, I have a website, www.spectorlaw.com. And uh, you can always get me through uh, LinkedIn. I am listed. Uh, or please Google me. I'd be happy to talk to you at any time. Excellent. Well, we have reached the end of the road for today's episode. I want to thank our guests. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Chris. It's a pleasure to be here. You're welcome. And i also like to thank our listeners for tuning in. If you like what you've heard, please find us and rate us in Apple Podcasts. We'll see you next time for another episode of On the Road with Legal Talk Network. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook. Or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.